following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! So that's good fire, he scores! Shot number 6,001 is his 40th goal of the season. That was one of the highlights from the Caps' 3-2 loss to the Dallas Stars over the weekend. Alex Ovechkin's 40th goal of the year. We get a look back on him one day just in awe. I mean, in even more awe than we look at him now. By the way, and I know I always sing the praises of Joe Bettinotti, who I think is one of the best play-by-play guys in the business. So it's funny, I'm, I'm editing this uh, that clip of Ovechkin's goal and Joe is so good that his cadence the way it reads out on our editing software and I know there's a little inside baseball but it there are peaks and valleys in uh, you know uh, in the voice track and Joe is so disciplined with his speech and with his cadence you can see exactly where he was he was talking and, 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 you know, making that little anecdote there right before the face-off. And then you can see a dip right before his voice kind of goes up on Ovechkin's goal, which makes it very easy to edit. And it's just an, a weird and just a small reason why I think Joe is, is one of the best in the business when it comes to play-by-play. Okay, welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. Sponsored, as always, by our good friends at DraftKings.com. The trade deadline has come and gone. We will get into that in a second because the Caps made a couple of big moves. They did not get a goaltender, but they did get a forward. Two forwards, actually, one of which is very familiar to all Caps fans. It is a homecoming for Marcus Johansson, who was acquired yesterday at the deadline from the Seattle Kraken. We're going to talk with Samantha Pell about the acquisition there, as well as the acquisition of Johan Larson from the Arizona Coyotes. So Sam's going to be joining us in just a few minutes to go over all of that as the Caps get ready for the Tuesday night faceoff against the St. Louis Blues. No goalies acquired at the deadline. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is not on his way. Brian McClellan is going to ride with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov for the stretch run and the playoff drive, presumably. We'll see We'll see how that works out, you know, sometime soon. In addition to that, the Capitals made a move, at least on paper, in quote-unquote loaning Connor McMichael 
rookie forward to back to Hershey. That means he's available for Hershey if they make it into the playoffs, which they're going to. But if they need him in the playoffs, uh, he'll be available for him. It looks like he's going to be a healthy scratch now with uh, both Johansson and Larson coming here uh, to D.C. And again, we'll go over that in a few minutes with Samantha. So, yeah, that was Ovechkin's 40th goal on the year. He leads the team in goals. Evgeny Kuznetsov tied for the lead in assists with 41. Ovi has 36 points, or I'm sorry, 76 points overall this year. 40 goals, 36 assists. This morning was Monday, uh, Tuesday morning was uh, Marcus Johansson's first skate at the Caps MedStar Iceplex, his first practice with this team since he was traded in 2016 for a couple of picks. So let's go down to the ice and hear from the Caps' newest forward, proving, proving that uh, everything old is new again. First question we asked Marcus, obviously, excited to be back. He said he was. He said there was only one place he wanted to be traded to, and the Kraken accommodated him. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the one place I, I wanted to go. Uh, I mean, we were here a few weeks ago, and it's coming here. It always still feels like home. And, uh, yeah, I'm just very excited for the opportunity. I think, uh, you know, this feels special, and, and uh, I'm just very happy to be here. He also said it was a little strange, good strange, that he pretty much, it, it felt like he picked up right where he left off. Um, just the same, it feels like, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been here, but it kind of feels the same still, and uh, that's kind of what makes this place feel special. Like, coming here, it feels like you still know everybody, and it's such good friendships and, and bonds that you've had over, over all, all the years. years and... Some of those years included missing out on the Caps. Stanley Cup run, of course, in 2018. He was traded a, a season and a half before that. Question came up, and as you might imagine, yeah, he was kind of bummed to miss that. I mean, obviously, you want to be part of it and win, but also very happy for the guys. I mean, you, you battled for seven years with them, and, and that was the one goal, and we didn't get there. And then, I mean, your friends get a chance to do that. I, obviously, I'm happy for them. And uh, But like you said, it's... it's uh, it's frustrating not being part of it, but that's, uh, that's the way it goes. You just want to go out and you know get these guys to try and do it again. There you have it. John Carlson, his former and current teammate once again, also happy to see Marcus back in a red sweater. Yeah, I think just a, you know, it's awesome seeing him. Just an unbelievable teammate. Someone, you know, I've kept in touch with over the years, and obviously we know his abilities on the ice. And, when he was here till till now, so um, I think it's it's exciting for the guys, especially that have, have played with him and know him and and love him. When we come back, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post joins us. We go over what the lines might look like against the Blues and how this new iteration of the Caps could fare down the stretch. That's next on the Bob Matthews Podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. So far, the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, though, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, 
is your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A big bump in the win column means free bets for you. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over, restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by dialing 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Connecticut, New Hampshire, 888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 877-770-STOP, that's 7867 in Louisiana, 877-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Visit OPGR.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline. That's 800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah, that's right. You know what the walk-up music means. Time for another edition of For Whom the Pell Tolls. So let's bring in Capitals Insider, Washington Post's future Pulitzer Prize winner for hockey, Samantha Pell. Sam, good to talk to you again. How you doing? Uh, doing good, you know, just kind of a crazy trade deadline day yesterday, but now seemingly uh, we're going to see the Caps for the first time with kind of a little bit of their new lineup tonight, still waiting on Larson to come. He'll probably be back in the lineup in a couple weeks or so, but yeah, it's been good. Really? I didn't know that anything happened. Only kidding. Only kidding. Let's dive <laughs> in. Let's dive into it. Marcus Johansson, it's a homecoming for him. He's with the Caps, I guess, 2016, 17 was the last year, and then they dealt him for picks. How excited was he to be back? Bro, I mean, he was thrilled. It seemed like, you know, he said it feels like nothing's really changed. Um, he said this was the first place, the, really the only place he wanted to go to. He felt like this is kind of a special moment for him. And, you know, Laviolette is going to try him out on that first line with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin today against the St. Louis Blues. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But, I mean, he's a familiar face. He knows where to go. He feels like DC is already home. And, was home obviously so I think for him it's going to be pretty special and for the Caps they're just kind of hoping that he kind of can fit right in and give them uh, some productivity that they need down the stretch. I noticed that um, you amongst others um, posted the lines you know at the morning skate today you Ooh. know there's no Connor McMichael in the lineup obviously paper transaction to load him down to Hershey or whatever but the one thing I noticed on those lines is now all of a sudden after 
a season so far where we've had a lot of rookies contribute to varying degrees of success. Uh, it looks like down the stretch, what we're going to get is a big dose of, of veterans. Am I reading that right? Yeah, it definitely seems like it. You know, the Caps went out and they got depth. That was their biggest thing at the trade deadline. They felt like, okay, they're comfortable in that. They're comfortable uh, on their blue line. And they really felt like at their forwards, I mean, they've had so many injuries to their forwards this season. When you look at the playoffs last season, and McClellan felt like he needed to prioritize that in particular. And so he went out and got two veteran guys at Laviolette probably uh, is more keen to trust <laughs> down the stretch probably than some of these younger guys. And it just gives him more options really. And maybe, you know, they don't work out. He already has, you know, the younger guys in his pocket that they, he can call up and see what happens. But definitely I would think a veteran heavy uh, stretch down. If you're a fan and, you know, you're all about the youth movement and you are worried about that veteran core and everything, is this, does this say anything about the rookies? Is it an indictment on their play or is it just, look, it's the playoffs. And if you're a coach and you're contending, you got to go with veterans. You just have to. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, I think you kind of got to go with your vets, right? You look at how the Caps have been playing in their last nine games, seven, one and one, and really who's carried them has been their vets, right? Uh, the big guys have stepped up. Ovi stepped up. Obviously, you know, Daniel Sprong is now out of the picture. So that leaves a hole in your lineup for a veteran like um, Johansson to come in. And then you have Connor McMichael, who looks like he's going to be the odd man out um, when it comes to the playoff time. But you never know. They always need center depth. They're going to need it. Uh, if this doubt, like injury to doubt goes longer than they think, you know, obviously that's a good option there. So to have some of these younger guys like AJF around, but I think it's going to really be, you're right, that veteran happy presence. Refresh my memory. Who is skating with the fourth line at center uh, today without doubt? It's going to be Lars Eller uh, right. tonight with, with AJF and Hathaway. And I really think that's just to kind of bring that defense and kind of balance the lines out there. McMichael's with Sheary and um, Oshie was on that line, but I think the Cavs might be rolling with 11 and 7 tonight. Uh, I don't know if TJ is completely 100%, but when he does come back, those look like probably the lines if everything works out up top. And Laviolette's really just trying to create any sense of how can he roll out four lines on a consistent basis. And uh, hopefully, you know, after injuries and health stuff, this is going to be it. Were you surprised that it was two forwards um, that he traded, that McClellan traded for, you know, we – heard you know, the goalie talk has been all we've heard mm -hmm. for the last couple of months will they or won't they surprise you that they went forwards and said we're going to roll with uh you know VTech and and Sammy for the postseason and down the stretch yeah I think this was a matter of who's on the market and how much do we have to give up to get them and if it didn't work out it wasn't going to make any sense um I don't know if Washington felt like they had enough to get flurry I feel like they obviously you know, inquired and tried, but I think with Flurry ending up in Minnesota, that was, you know, him, that was his call. He wants to go to Minnesota. He wanted to make that happen. Uh, so after that, no goalie really stood out in any of our minds of, okay, you should go out and get him. Maybe a Craig Anderson reunion uh, could have been in the mix, but is he really a major upgrade from a VTech Vanacek? Um, I'm not sure. And I don't think Washington thought uh, they felt like VTech has played great uh, in these recent stretch and they're going to trust him or McClellan hopes that the coaching staff will trust him as, you know, that first shot in the playoffs. Right. Uh, 
Tell me about Johan Larson. What, what do we need to know about this guy? Because most of the talk, obviously, was Johansson since he was the one that was familiar to fans. Yeah, you know, with Larson, uh, he's coming off sport, sports hernia surgery in early February. So he's missed the last 19 games or so with that. He still needs a week or so of practice really to get back up to game shape. And after that, he's, he's another defensive-minded forward that, you know, in an East that got really loaded with offensive talent. I think it's going to be pretty crucial to the Caps. And he seems like he's a guy that's going to be Carl Hagelin's replacement on that fourth line. So you'd go ahead and replace AJF, all things considered, if everything works out. And yeah, he's just another one of those guys that I feel like Laviolette's going to be able to trust down the stretch, kind of been there, done that. Uh, he's 29 years old, so a little bit younger than some of the other vets in the group. But I think he's kind of an underrated pickup. He can play center, left wing, and uh, really it's just going to be a wait and see and how he fits in. How about you? You mentioned it a couple of minutes ago, but uh, the last I think they've gotten points in eight of their last 10 games, like seven, two and mm-hmm. one, something like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. How much has uh, kind of the feeling, if it has changed about this team's this team in the last 10 games? I mean, does it does it feel like they've flipped a switch and figured out what was wrong? Yeah, it feels like the vibe is definitely a little different, I think, ever since McClellan kind of not threw his team under the bus, but <laughs> kind of, you know, called them out a little bit. That, yeah. He called them out. You know, he said that they were up and down. It was frustrating. It's disappointing. And all of a sudden they go on a seven, one and one run. Uh, and here we are after the trade deadline, looking at, you know, a month or so left in the regular season. So I think they started to figure things out. You know, their top guys are scoring, obviously Alex Ovechkin scoring how many goals he's had um, in the last five or so games has, has helped them. And, I think they've started to find that rhythm. I think what's going to be really telling is after this trade deadline and how these pieces work and how the coaching staff decides to roll their lines, how they decide to put out minutes and just seeing where all these pieces really click. Cause I think Mantha was a really great addition back into the group. And now they're probably hoping for the same thing with a guy like um, Johansson. Yeah. I mean, again, it, I, I hate to keep sounding like a broken record, but I don't think you can underestimate getting Anthony Mantha back in the lineup and TJ Oshie too. I don't think it was a coincidence that the power play, for instance, started clicking when those two guys came back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone kind of has their place, right? I I think the power play uh, for a lot of the season was about personnel and maybe it was a little bit about structure and how they were, you know, executing. But at the end of the day, your best players know how to do this and they've obviously executed this power play before. So they're going to know how to do it now. And I think that can kind of be an example for their entire game when everyone's clicking and everyone's healthy. Uh, this team has looked really, really good. And now they're kind of back into this unfortunate cycle of more guys getting injured, TBR yeah. still on IR. Um, it, it's really just going to be a toss up. And, you know, if you look at last season, the Caps all got hurt. They're late. They got hurt in the first round. And, you know, that was kind of their excuse after. So we'll see what happens down the stretch, but I think they have the pieces and we'll, we'll just kind of wait and see. So it's, it's St. Louis tonight. What do we look for performance wise with this team tonight to either say, yeah, that's good. Or, Oh crap. That's bad. The blues roughly the same record. They're sitting there in the West Mm -hmm. second wild card spot. What do we need to look for tonight? Yeah, I think for the Caps, you know, if they do roll 11 and 7, it's going to be a little hard to, I guess, judge anything because that's not going to be their traditional lineup headed down the stretch. But 
I do think that top line with uh, Vechkin and Kuznetsov and Johansson are gonna it's gonna be super interesting to watch to see how that meshes and molds and to see if you know a line with Backstrom and Mantha and Wilson could work. Um, I think it's gonna be the main things. It's it's all gonna be probably about the offense and how they click and if they can get stuff rolling tonight against St. Louis, surely they can get stuff rolling, you know, later down the stretch. So I would say that's probably a main part. And, you know, the defense is the same, right? You're missing TVR. But other than that, uh, they should still probably play up to their expectations. You can follow her on Twitter at Samantha J. Pell. Samantha Pell, Washington Post beat reporter for the Cap. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. You're always a great sport to do this. Go Sun Devils, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. Make of the clock on the wall, say we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. That includes thehockeynetwork.com. Enjoy the games this week, kids. We're going to see you Friday night for a live watch along on the YouTube channel. Till then, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Hey.